2: Welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. There will be a game six. I'm Zolgad. He's Declan. And uh, before we start to assemble a roster here of people who would like to chime in on what we just saw, <clears throat> the Cam Talbot game, I, Declan, I will be opening my. Oh. Uh, I've got the summit tonight. Uh, um, I need one of these because that was an incredibly stressful night. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is the second greatest upset that i've seen in hockey history only behind the u.s 1980 olympic team beating the russians that Um, is a take i am kidding to a certain degree but my god that second period and cam talbot was jim craig tonight Um, yes cam talbot stood on his head the wild had flat out no business winning that game with how they played in the second period Uh, but they did they escaped and there will be a game six that I'm sure we're going to start time pretty soon. My guess is it's going to be an 845 puck drop on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but where do you start? First period was, I thought, again, the Wild came out and played their best period of hockey since game one on game one and game, um, game three. First period of game three, excuse me. Then they played five periods. that at the X, I thought weren't great. And then tonight they came out in the first period and I thought they had jumped and they were fantastic and they were pinching the defenseman in and their four check was effective. And I thought to myself, they're back on track. They scored. Three goals, and guess what? They weren't all pretty. The Kaprizov goal was, but I mean, the Parisi goal w- went in off flurries behind, basically. But they worked hard to get those goals. Uh, the Greenway goal is the type of goal he should always score. I love that goal. That's Jordan. That's Jordan at Jordan's best. Um, the second period is one of the ugliest periods of hockey that I've ever seen. Yep. Outshot twenty-two to one. Declan,
3: that, that was that was unacceptable. That was the that was most disgusting. I I, I you know, my high school didn't have a hockey team. Um, but i got to watch some bad hockey sometimes in the st paul area and that that was like when st paul como had to play hill murray like in a section game uh-huh. and it uh-huh. was just nine nothing after the first period uh it was just horrible That was the worst display of hockey I think I have ever seen from a professional hockey team. And my
2: question becomes, like, I know that the Golden Knights came out with a jump, but my question goes back to the question that that I've basically started to ask you after Game 3. How does this happen? How do you get dominated? that? There's no excuse. I mean, you are a professional team. And by the way, the third period was better, okay? Like, I accept the fact that there's a lot of periods the Golden Knights are going to be the better team, but they dominated you. They basically played keep away. You're, you're right. It looked like an early round section high school game. That's exactly what it looked like. The only difference is in those, the the Golden Knights type team ordinarily scores like eight goals. Um, but I don't get it. I don't understand it. Talbot was, as Ezekiel just commented on, Talbot was fantastic. He was great. But look, the first and third periods, the first period especially, the Minnesota Wilds, not, a, not that bad. Right. Like, the second period was absolutely awful. So I'm glad that they won. I'm glad Kaprizov scored. Um, I'm glad Parisi scored. I felt good for Zach. That's great for Zach. Uh, the Greenway goal, again, goes back to the type of thing that we've always talked about, which is those are the type of goals that he should score. Um, but, yeah, this, this will be heretofore known as the Cam Talbot game because this was all about Talbot, and and the save that he made in, I think it was about, what, five minutes left in the third period on Riley Smith was just a great save. I There there were about four goals tonight that the previous starting goaltender for the Wild would have given up. Alex um, Daylock? No, I'm not talking about poor Alex.
3: Eli Brzgalov? I'm not talking about him
2: either, but I'm just saying, there, there were some Dubnik doozies tonight that Talbot yeah. made. Yeah. Saves on, but um, I, I hope they buy him. I hope they buy him a really nice bottle of booze or something because he saved their bacon.
3: Yeah, that was the Jim Craig game. I think that was uh, basically yeah, the best Jim way you Craig. said it. I mean, that was the, the the second period. I put out the shot chart, that heat map, how you walk away. And and by the way, Minnesota sports fans, Minnesota Wild, and all the other encompassing ones, we're on the other end of this. We're usually on the other end of this. It's us that are dominating that heat map. And somehow the other team walks away with a victory. So a big time win. An absolutely big time win. Um, I, the, I don't know what to make of it, but it's a big time win. It, it's a big time win. And that's what I'm going with. I don't I don't really know what to make of it either. The first period was excellent. Oh my gosh. You, you came out again. You know, what is this, Judd? Three out of five? Two or three out of five games where you've looked pretty dang strong in the first 10, 15 minutes of the first period. Yep. Um and then, and in general, the second period has been the Wilds' bugaboo. Uh-huh. And now, tonight was, like we said, the worst display I think I've ever seen from a professional hockey team over a course of 20-minute time. But the um, second period in general has been their problem, and they've been typically a good third-period team. Now, the Wild didn't play, I think, poorly in the third period, but if you're going to play like that in the third period, odds are you're probably going to end up uh, losing the game. So, yes, you'll have to rebound. You got a big-time goal from Kaprizov tonight. The Zach Parise stands are probably jumping for joy, and I guess good for you. Again, I don't care. The Wild got a win. That's all I care about. Zach Parise's goal is meaningless to me. It's about one of these rocks in this tequila that will be melted oh. here in the next 20 minutes. But He made a
2: fine play. He mm-hmm. he he beat he beat a red-hot goaltender through the old trick of bank it off his ass, which is smart. That's yeah. great. Um, but, yeah, this is a game where – so the third period looked good relative to the second, but compared to the first, it's not. Correct. It, it, here, here's, what, here's what confuses me. It's almost like the Wild. So the Wild comes out and plays well, and the Golden Knights you know, are, are caught off guard. I don't know what. But anyway, what confuses me about this whole thing, Dex, is this one. As soon as the Golden Knights start to take it to them in the second period, it's like the wild is caught on their heels and they start watching the game. And and again, they're not that bad. Like that period. That's not a, well, Judd, come on, the golden Knights are better. Yeah, they're better, but they're not that much be- better. I mean, you belong on the ice with them. Clearly you're a playoff team. Uh, so I guess I'm just very confused about why the wild gets outside of their game so badly. Um, and some of that's coaching too. Cause like, I, like the adjustments are nil um, at some point in time there. You know, Dean was like yelling at them to go north, south. I, I think it is sure. what Ryan Carter said on Bally Sports. Oh, I didn't but watch that. I'm yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, that was uh, that was completely mind boggling. How that was that bad? And this again. So two wins series now, still in the Golden Knights' favor, three to two, Declan. But this again now is two wins that you can bank on one guy, the goaltender. Came like, Talbot, this, like, yeah. And Flurry's been great, too, for uh, previous to tonight for them. So, I mean, th- this, com- this comes down to Bill Guerin's decision to sign Talbot paying off. It yeah. really does. Because if Dubnik's in goal or Stalock's in goal, that final score is probably seven to three. I mean, it's that simple. Right. So, so, you know, Bill Guerin, nice work. You basically identified. The fact that if you were going to upset a team or at least win some games, your goaltending had to be that good. And I know I made a couple of mistakes tonight, but special shout out to my guy Nico Sturm. Huh? Nico yep. Sturm was on the ice for the Kaprizov goal. Rask had gone off, and by the way, Rask had a great game tonight as as sort of like a, a fourth line guy. Like he made some sure. plays. Like he made some defensive plays. Right. He has no business playing with the two guys he's <laughs> playing with. Well, no, he doesn't. Like, like I mean, it was crystal clear again. Um, but he did make some nice defensive plays. And he was certainly not a mess when it comes to, and I shouldn't say this, most of the time. He, no, I'm not going to swear. He's just, I, I'm trying to think of, because I don't want to give him too much credit. He can make some defensive plays. Like, he made some bad plays, too. But anyway.
3: Because um, well, he doesn't have to move if he's making defensive plays. He just has to sit there and, yeah. and put his stick in the ring. Well, anyway, and
2: yeah. he he got, yeah. I mean, he made some plays that were questionable, too. But Anyway. Sturm had a really, I thought, nice game for mm-hmm. the most part. And, I mean, again, that speed makes a difference. That speed changes that. And that's that's the thing that I didn't get in the second period. Like, the Wild just sort of allowed Vegas to dictate that the speed was all them. Like, how do you do that? The first mm-hmm. period they didn't. Mm-hmm. The first period they didn't, they turned the tables a little bit. Like, you've got to slow them down. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. illegally, but you've got to. Um why don't you, Declan Goff, tell the folks if they would like to assemble in our uh, in our green room how they can do so to come on and talk to us.
3: So we already have a uh, pretty close to a full room already. We got a bunch of Wild fans who are queued up here. We are uh, your only home for Wild post game shows where we bring you on the screen with us. Thank you for joining us. We're uh, packing up a, a nice little live room here. Maybe setting a new record for a Wild post game show. So if this is the first time you have described us, uh, this is Judd Zolget. I'm Declan Goff. We are from Score North. If you'd like to hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel, we greatly appreciate it. We'll have some wild talk. We'll have... Twins Talk, Timberwolves Talk, Secondary Vikings Talk, and also we're live on Purple Daily as well, where you have Minnesota Vikings content seven days a week. But yes, if you'd like to get in on this show, you have wild vents you'd want to get in, off, or get in after, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com, and I will queue uh, you up on the screen. It's 1225 Central Time right now. If you're in Vegas, it's only 10:20. or no, is it? Is Vegas two hours behind us? No. Two really hours much. behind us? All right, so, so if you're in Vegas and you want to get on the show and you want to talk, Vegas, we don't think we've welcomed a Vegas fan yet, shoot me an email. This is a safe space, by the way. This is not a space where we crap on you or your takes. This is a space where we like to encourage your takes. That's what we do here at Score North. We embrace you, the fan. So if you want to get in, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. Beautiful. Who should we go to first? Let's, uh, yeah, let's kick it off. You know what? Let's let's, uh, let, let's go with Matthew. Matthew, what's uh, up, buddy? Keep it clean this time.
0: Yes, I was about to say, I will make sure I stay clean. He didn't, I mean, felt, he didn't mean to swear. I felt so terrible. I texted Declan afterwards. I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean like to get you guys demonetized or something by swearing right away. But, oh, you're a good man. Yes, yeah. Don't I'm, worry about it. Just don't do it again. Definitely a lot happier after this game. I'll be honest. I still feel like Dumba's kind of a shooting the team in the foot a little bit with some of his defensive work, but I mean, nothing too much to complain about. I almost fell asleep in the second after. Wait, you're not going to complain about the second
2: period, though, Matthew? The second period was – they had one shot on goal.
0: Yeah, that was bad. I I almost decided to go to bed. I was like, I don't know if I want (laughs) to sit up for this and watch them lose it in the third after they don't come back. But I don't know. I felt like it was a – I mean, good first and third. I think one of the big differences in the third was – they finally started pushing against the defensemen and making it difficult for the defensemen to make plays. They didn't just sit there and wave their stick in front of them four or five feet away. They actually gave yeah. them some pressure and made them make decisions.
2: So explain that to me. Why do, why do they allow that for an entire period? Like, I, it's not it's – not, I, mean, I wouldn't. I mean – But, I mean, this is game yeah. five, right? Game five, right? Yep. Okay. You're aware of what they do like yeah. the the golden knights strategy is not oh i did not see that coming i mean that's that's a game one thing how that's my question is how do you allow that to take place and that's coaching too yeah, like was... like you're right the pushback in the third was very acceptable
0: i think the play that made the difference at least um like when i was watching it on my screen it was like I might have been at the start of the third or midway through, and it was when the game had finally switched back into the wild. We're starting to really push back on Vegas again. Was Kaprizov is standing, and I think it was Petrangelo on the opposite side of the net, and he's standing behind there. And Kaprizov gives him a wave or two and then decides to chase him around the back of the net. And Petrangelo turns it over coming out of the zone, and they hold possession in the zone. It's like, why don't you just do that more? Even going through the neutral zone, because a lot of their good play comes from moving straight up through the neutral zone by building up that speed correct from the arcing players if you can stop it at the defenseman or at least make that defenseman have to make that decision sooner you nice. can cut that playoff before they get their rush i think that's where the wild if they're gonna win game six it's gonna be stopping vegas from getting that opportunity in the middle matthew
2: that's an Awesome point. You're exactly right. And I would just like to see a continuity in them doing exactly that, um, because they they actually did push them in during the course of the season when they had success against the Golden Knights. They actually did that. And like yeah. they got in on the forecheck and the first the, what they did in the first period tonight night was indicative of what they did during the season against the Golden Knights. Uh, And then in the second period to what you're saying, they got away from that. They didn't do it. They sort of hung back. And then the most frustrating thing is they start watching.
4: Like they're literally watching.
2: And it's like, you can't, if you, if if you're going to stand still, these
0: guys are going to kill you. You can't give Vegas time and space. They're too big and too quick. They're going to burn you.
2: And that's what they don't give you. Right. Like, I mean, that's the whole thing. They don't give you time and space. So you got to go take it back from them, which I get is difficult, but it's your only prayer. So,
3: Great stuff, yeah. man. Thank you. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate you, man. Good stuff, brother. Yeah. If if they if they could skate a little bit more and if you could have some offensive skill, you can go toe to toe with them. Maybe I don't know, you play Matthew Boldy, for God's sake. I, I still think there's a case to play him. There there's a hundred percent place to camp play him. I don't I don't understand why you're not. I have zero idea why you're not playing him, Judd. Blows my mind. Blows my mind. Alex Tuck once again of beast. My one, God I agree. gave him away we gave him away just so they wouldn't take Matt Dumba or, or even Brody. I forget who the exact person yeah. it was. It doesn't matter. He only had six games here, and he's an absolute stud for them. He's an he's, absolute stud. He's a phenomenal talent. And I, and you will hope you just got to cross your fingers that maybe Matthew Boldy just you know develops into a same or similar productive type of player. I don't know if it'll be similar styles. So I honestly think Alex Tuck, when he is fully healthy, because he has battled some injuries this last few years, his size, his speed, his skill. He is a not a generationally great player, but a one of a kind, special kind of. How is a guy that big move that fast and shoot that hard? Like it, it, it. He's a marvel to watch. He's an absolute marvel to watch. Yeah, he's fun, he's a
2: lot of fun. He's yeah. a, fun, but um, yeah, I'm I'm just very confused at what happened in this game. I'm glad that they won. It's going to be fun to have a game six. But here's what what gets me, like. I still feel that they could be very competitive and potentially upset the the Golden Knights. Now, I did predict that the Golden Knights would win in six, but you've got to have more of a full plan for the entire game. Like, the second period can't happen again. And it feels like that period, to a certain degree, happened for sure in game three, it happened in game four, and it happened in game five. I mean, that's a recipe. You You are essentially going to Cam Talbot and saying, save our asses. Uh, you know, which which he can do occasionally, but I mean, it's not a realistic option against a team with this much talent. For that to be always the default of, well, the goaltender will save us. He can only do so much. So
3: let's uh, we'll, we'll keep rolling here. Let's uh, let's bring on Harrison. Harrison, what's up, dude? You're on Wild Bent Line.
5: Hi, hey, what's up, guys? How um, you doing, man? Do you guys like the lineup that Dean put together tonight?
3: So, I, I, you know, Judd and I did a preview episode, and in general, you know, when they moved Rask up to the soft spot, I, I know Judd had a meltdown on it. I didn't agree with it either. But I will say tonight, and especially in the first period, which is something Dean hasn't done before, is he put Sturm up there, and I thought that was, for the first time in an in-game adjustment that he was able to make, that was pretty big time. Um, Kalen Addison, too, coming in, I know he was playing more by default because Susie was injured. I thought had a nice game as well. Um, you know, the lineup is kind of the, you know, the only guy we're asking for here is Matthew Boldy but at the same time, um, I thought in-game adjustments for the most part, Judd, um, Dean did a better job than he had. So not perfect, but a better job than he had in previous games.
2: Yeah, I, I guess I just I h- hated the fact that the team got a to take it to him in the second period and they they didn't really adjust against that. Like at some point in time, you've got you've got to do something. You had one shot on goal. Um, but yeah, the lineup was the lineup, there are different things that I, I would do. But I guess um Harrison, at this point, it's just crystal clear they're not going to. Like, they're not going to change this thing. So we could we call for Boldy, or we could say that Sturm should be with Kaprizov to give him a little bit more skating ability and firepower. I did love the fact that Kaprizov came out tonight and showed you what he's capable of doing, even when he's being – Uh, Check tightly like this is this is why I wrote that he was disappointing me what we got tonight because there were a lot of of situations tonight where I noticed him on the ice and I can't say that for the last two games. So I do like the fact that he clearly applied himself because he's that good like he might not score a ton of goals. I, I don't know, but he disappeared way too much in games three and four in game five. I felt like you saw him quite a bit.
5: And then one more question. Um, for his age and speed, I felt like uh Prezi made himself noticeable.
3: Yeah, man, I, I thought he had a he had a better game tonight night for sure. Um, he definitely put himself in front of the net, and, and if and if he could put himself there and score the Prezi goals, I guess okay. You know, I I can definitely live with that. It was a big time goal. I'm sure it was an emotional one for him. Um, but if if he can play like that and put himself in a good position, I'm all right with it. But in general. Um you definitely don't want him to be playing in a track meet type of game and I Vegas, you saw it in that second period. If if it goes if the ice tilts one way, he can be a liability and he kinda of had a rough go of it there in the second period.
5: Okay. Well, thanks guys.
3: Have a good hey, day. Hey Harrison, thanks for Thank coming you, on Harrison. man. Appreciate you, dude. Appreciate you coming A Young Wild fan there. I love that. Gotta love a yeah, bit fantastic. of a younger Wild fan. Well, you, know you know what? We're we're welcome. We're welcome in the As youth you said, moment. Safe place safe so, place. it's a safe if it's it's a safe space it's what this is it's wild vent line we're here for you um even when Zach Parisi scores a big time goal and see you guys see Judd Zolgad and Declan Goff no no, no, he scored a big time goal. I was all for it, so good that was for good him. no you
2: no but but here's the thing with zach I, I feel like when when we question guys or or agree with moves that fans don't like that they think we hate the player. There's never been a question ever. There's never been one day where I've questioned how hard Zach will work. Yeah, he's going to work his ass off. He always does. But I mean, there were there were numerous examples in that game where the speed decision was very clear why he didn't play. Mm-hmm. Can't keep up with it. Yeah, like and and yes, it was a veteran savvy move to throw the puck off Fleury's ass into the goal. Love that bounced right off him. Great play. Uh, but for that, I mean, how, how many times did you see the play just sort of pass him by? And, and the first goal that they gave up in game four was on him. Wall r- walked right by him. I mean, he didn't really know what to do, and he, he was flat-skated at the time. So this is not a – I don't hate Zach, and I think Zach works very hard, and Zach will always work hard. This is not a, like a he's being a prima donna. I mean, this is just the fact that, he, that the style that he plays was going to catch up to him eventually speed-wise, and it has now doesn't mean he can't score some goals, but we're talking about a high-speed playoff series. Totally. That's, I mean, can you imagine him against the abs?
3: Ooh, no, I cannot.
2: I mean, yeah, he'll, not gonna he'll, go be, well. he'll be in his zone, and the whole play will be in a different zone.
3: So. Yeah, totally. Uh, let's keep rolling here on Wild Ventline. By the way, we have a good amount of people in the room and people watching us as well. Uh, if you do want to get some vents in, I know Judd and I have a late night here, but at the same time, we'll, we'll kind of let you guys dictate – on uh, how many people want to come in this room. So if you want to get in on the show, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. And if you can't hit that subscribe button as well, we had some record numbers on our score North YouTube channel, uh, the last few months. And we want to keep going at that. So, if you are new to us, thank you for supporting us. If you're still here for us for um, other calls, also thank you for coming back to us. Let's uh, let's go to Max. Max, what's up, brother? How are you?
4: Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, uh, good to see the Isles win tonight. That's your team. Absolutely,
3: that's my yeah, team, man. That's my backup yeah, that's team.
4: Help. So I love it. That was that. kind of a fluky goal. Oh, dude. Yari, but you know, you got to capitalize on those. So how fun is that series? Yeah, that's the a good crazy, one. crazy series. Oh, crazy series. Great. Um, I was wondering if I could just rant off a couple points and then go to my question and let you guys go off of that. Tell you. A couple points. Jordan Greenway is, is like a grown man now. Get out of his way. He's coming downhill. Um, Alex Tuck, that hurts a lot. This team is super frustrating to watch when they're playing like now. They play in the second period for 20 minutes. And um, the question I have for you guys is I was just wondering if you think we'll have some consistency next game. I don't know if we'll win it. But just consistency throughout is what I'd love to see. You know, more like a game one, game two type of vibe. So,
2: I'm totally with you. And here's what I can't figure out for the life of me: why aren't we seeing that? Yep. Like, like, what's the what switch gets flipped? And I give I give the Golden Knights credit, but like, what changes there? You had one shot on goal. Like, I, I don't get it. Um, and and to me, games one and two. And look, they, they had a bad first period in game one. But overall, I really liked that game. And game two, I loved. Um, I'll I'll tell you this. I have a hard time believing that we'll see what you, I, and Declan want in game six when we haven't seen it in three games. Yep. Like, there's just some weird dynamic here. And I don't know. I, I mean, it's on the players, too. But, I mean, it's partially coaching as well. Because you have to be able to – at some point in time,
4: adjust to what they're doing. And it's
2: like in the period, they couldn't do it. Slow them down.
4: Yeah, something. Yeah, that neutral game, uh, the neutral zone was just got shredded and obliterated the whole second period. It was really hard mm-hmm. to watch. And any time we got some stuff out of the zone, we iced it six times, seven times in that period, and, or we just had sloppy passing. So it was kind of it was tough to watch, but happy to get the, the victory somehow in Minnesota fashion. Yeah. You know? well, Heck yeah. <laughs> You'll take it, man. You'll Seriously, take it. we'll take thanks. it. Thanks, Max. Hey, Great Max, yourself. thanks
3: for coming on, man. Appreciate Talk to you. It. Next show. Yeah, it's uh, it's very very good points. Jordan Greenway tonight, Judd. You you saw him. He hit the he hit the pipe too Welcome. earlier. This awesome. is uh, the, it's puzzling. And and I think I'll be honest. I think you're a little harder on than I am, and I understand that. I think he's had a really really nice season. He's took a nice step forward, but yep. at the same time, where I agree with you is when he wants to apply himself, mm-hmm. he is. He is a damn good. He's a he's a top 3 player on this team. I truly think if he wants to apply himself and put his 100% work ethic and he hits it, he's right behind Fiala. He like in terms of just skill and when he actually wants oh. to roll, I think he's right behind Fiala, I really do. Ideally he's Tuck, right? Sure, yeah, ideally. Like he's yes. not going to be as good as Tuck, yeah. but I
2: mean he's got the big man, he's got he's 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 a big guy, he's got some skill. That third goal was a great goal because, I mean, he followed the play. My God, that's fantastic to see. Um, I don't feel like I'm tough on him. I feel like a sports dad. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to get the most from him. Like, there's sure. so much more to give consistently than what Jordan gives, and we see it, like, tonight, and that's what you want. It, it's not too much to ask for him to play like that, at least during the playoffs, every single game. Yep. J- just like with Kaprizov, Dex. Right. Like, Kaprizov tonight did what I wanted. Yes. Nice shot for a goal, but more importantly, I saw him. He was doing things. He was moving. I I mean, the playoffs uh, are surf on a watch, but I'm sure as a player there's a certain certain feeling about them that they suck because, like, you're always getting hit. You're, you know, time and space is gone, right? So, like, okay, but that's – but you're paid partially to, especially if you're Kaprizov, to be great in the playoffs. And tonight I felt he had a really – for the most part. I mean, the second period, every, the whole team didn't play well. But, you know, the first and third periods, I felt like I saw him more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't feel like it was. Uh, and, you know, mm-hmm. who else played tonight again? And this is where Kaprizov needs to be because I really I really do give this guy a ton of credit. And I think both of us have this entire playoff. Uh, I love some of Fiala's play tonight. Again, he's just all over. And I know he's frustrated, yeah. but he's using the frustration almost creatively now. Yep. Um, and he, again, I mean, he got the puck. He skated with it at times. He's trying to do things. And that's all I can ask, right? Yes. Just the one thing I'm asking is when I'm watching a game, don't make me forget about you. Yep. no if you, yeah.
3: That, that, that's what I love about his game. Look, I, I know he can make a, a, a dumb penalty or make a turnover, but he cares. And that's and, and especially in a sport where it's—and and I, I understand why this is it. I'm not trying to rip the sport, but it's all—and I see the commercial for it. They played every playoff game. Wee, wee, we, wee, we, wee, 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 wee. I love sometimes a little eye attitude. Because sometimes a team needs a little bit of I attitude. And I know there ain't no I in team, and there ain't no we either. So I don't need to hear <laughs> that we have to be always we, we, we. I love that Fiala shows up every night, and you're going to notice him. You're going to notice him.
2: Yes, and by, by the way, you want your star players to have some I. Yeah. That's hockey. Yep. I, it, like, the dirty the dirty little secret of the sport is I, because it's eye contraction, and better than you. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's 97. That's yep. 22. There's not a lot of those guys. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, they're, no, I'm with you completely. But uh, but Kevin, again, and I did some things that I really liked, and that's what Kaprizov sort of needs to take a page from, totally. which, is, which is, yes, I'm frustrated. Yes, I'm good, and teams are trying to take things away from me, but I don't care, and I'm going to try and go through people, which is basically what you have to do. And we know for a fact Kaprizov is strong enough to do exactly that.
3: Let's uh, keep rolling here on Wild mm-hmm. Vent Line. We're uh, we're burning the almost 1 a.m. oil here, but we're we're still hanging out with you guys. We'll uh, kind of let you guys still dictate this. Let's go to Josh. Josh, what's up, dude? How you doing? You're on Wild Yo,
6: Vent. Line. hey guys. What's up? Big fan. Uh, I've got a million things I could what's say there? about this game. Um, first of all, like I'm. I'd love to see Boldy in the lineup, but at the same time, I mean, these guys played each other or played with each other for the entire season. Like they live and died with each other. And like, I don't know how comfortable I feel with like bringing in a dude who's practiced maybe a handful of times, even in like full team lineups and then bringing in for like a big playoff game. And so like, That's kind of tough to edge him out over like a Parisi or like Bugstad. You know when Johansson gets out and stuff like that. Next, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's definitely tougher to enter a game in this situation. And maybe you know I don't want to get too far ahead that. If they somehow pull off the upset, they do win in seven over Vegas. That maybe you do. I mean, you if you go into Colorado with guys like Bugstead and Rao and Parisi in your everyday lineup, you're gonna get waxed. Like you, you're one hundred percent gonna get waxed. And you may as well throw in Boldy in that situation to at least give you a punter's chance. I mean, Colorado. I thought St. Louis would actually give them a little bit more fits. I didn't think that um, that Colorado would, would lose that series by any means. But I was pretty surprised. They still beat them in four. But when oh, they totally. played, to, but when they play to their potential, you know. They they obviously should probably be the favorites to win the whole damn thing, Um, but I I hear you. The chemistry is is something there, but when you're like watching in that second period when Vegas is just going just dominating you and you have nothing to show for it and you have no speed to counter, I think a guy like Boldy does make a difference. It's a tough spot for him to be in, but I do think he would make a difference.
6: Yeah, a hundred percent. And then another quick thing is, um, I remember hearing you guys a few weeks ago talk about um, maybe. Uh, not protecting one of our goalies, or I'm I'm not 100% sure on how um, all the protection works, especially, like, for all the players coming in the uh, expansion draft, but especially with, like, kind of the decline of Dumba, and we've known what Rask is all year. Do you think uh, that kind of plays into if we want to protect more goalies or, like, keep Kakanin and Talbot around for longer? Um, Yeah.
2: I, I think the protection rule is you can only protect one. So I think you could protect uh, Talbot or Kackinen, and I, I had been on record for much of the season saying that I would protect Capo because he's the t- he's the type of guy an expansion team would take. Um, my guess is they'll protect Talbot, but my so there, there's going to be a lot of goaltenders out there. Like it, it's going to be an attractive lot. So I don't know that the Wild will lose one. Uh, but back to your point about so about Bold, Boldy. Here's the one thing that I would keep in mind too dean sort of because i get your point about zach okay like not playing zach and playing boldy would be a political hot potato probably in that room but where the rules of engagement sort of went out the window here was actually when they played row over bukestead because if yeah. you'll scratch because if you'll scratch yeah bukestead and play row you can damn well play matthew boldy so <laughs> so so like i i get what you're saying and and Hockey-wise, what you're saying makes perfect sense to me. But if you're going to play Kyle Rau, who is a, you know, God bless him, journeyman, minor leaguer, um, then why is playing Boldy and Scratching Butte a big deal?
7: Oh,
2: 100%. Oh. So, yeah. That's my view. Yeah. That's my. That would be my question, because I think your Parisi, the Parisi point's a good one. Like, if you scratch Parisi, which I might be tempted to do, but I get I get the dynamics in the room that that might cause some problems.
6: Right, and especially if we're just throwing in guys right now as they're hurt, like, give the guy a chance see what he can do, especially, you know, at this point. Exactly. But, yeah, and, I mean, in the second period tonight, I thought, like, I, I don't think there's a – I'm so proud of Talbot because I don't think there's a goalie – Another goalie like out there who could only let up one goal in with that absolute onslaught of a period. It was very, very impressive. So, absolutely, Josh. Thank you. Great stuff. Thanks, guys. guys.
3: Thanks coming on, man. Appreciate you. Well, Judd, here's the conundrum. So, first and second year players are exempt from the expansion draft, which mean cop, which would mean Capo is technically exempt. Now you can protect cop. You can protect Cam Talbot. And if Capo is exempt, the only thing I'm trying to figure out is do you have to put a goalie in the exposing part of it? Like, do you have to expose a goalie? I, I don't yes. think you do. Yes. You well, have do you look have at the to. Rule.
2: Yeah, it's it's you could protect you could protect X amount of forwards and defensemen or skaters, but I believe it has to be one goaltender has to be included. Yes,
3: okay, yeah, so yes. uh, so, so a goaltender it, has to
2: be included. So they and th- I saw something a couple of weeks ago that somebody in that this was just a analysis piece was theorizing the Kraken might take oh, as yeah. many as four goaltenders just to stockpile them and then trade a couple of them. Um but yeah, I mean I'm not gonna be surprised if they protect Cam and that's that's fine. Yeah. Let's
3: keep well, going. Well, yeah, let's keep going through here. Let's uh let's now go to Tyler. Tyler, what's up, dude? You uh, are on a wild vent line.
5: What's up, y'all? How you doing?
3: Good man, cool. how are you? Are you are you the one that called from Hawaii a few games ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, I'm sitting man. on
5: my couch trying to finish watching this Winnipeg. Uh, yeah, third um, overtime, Edmonton right? Edmonton game going into third overtime. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm wishing the Wild could uh, uh, skate and pass like they are, um, especially in that second period, because uh, it's kind of impressive this over this overtime game. But uh, what what's going on with Dumbo? What what is in his head right now? I don't know. He's he can't pass. He's afraid to take a check. Take a hit. He's afraid to make a check. I don't. I don't know what's going on.
2: Okay, I'm going to give you my theory here, and and, and I, he did make a he did make at least one series of plays in the third period that weren't a disaster. Um, but my theory is this: if Brodine struggles at all, which he did tonight, and Brodine has struggled more of late than I've ever seen him struggle before, I think Dumba is in huge trouble because Dumba seems to shrink in the moment of great pressure which is where Brodeen excels. Like Brodeen ordinarily is such a steady skater, right? Like he's such a steady player. So my theory is that if Brodeen has any problems at all, Dumba's in big trouble. And it seemed to be that way tonight again. Um, Unfortunately here, the the trade-off is this. If Matthew Dumba can create offense, it's like, okay, it's not ideal, but he creates offense. And the wild blue line really doesn't create a ton of offense. If he doesn't create a lot of offense, it's sort of like what's the point? Because he's not creating offense, and he's often making a key mistake or flipping the puck over the glass without you know for a penalty or something that drives you crazy.
5: Yeah, I almost threw my remote at the TV. Honestly, (laughs) when he flipped the puck over the glass, and then he was he was in the corner, and uh, he some guy was coming up to check him. I don't know who it was, and he passed it right. Right to one of, the, one of the, um, one of the opposing guys, and it, I just I don't know. I had my remote in my hand and almost busted busted my big screen TV here. <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, it's frustrating. That that second period was the most frustrating hockey I've watched all, all year. Oh, totally, so, dude. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. But uh, I like the guys' <laughs> analysis on on if they play uh play Boldy or, or not. Um, coming up here, I I really want to see him. But i also I wouldn't put him in over over some of the, the veterans just given that dynamic unless I don't know i i just I just don't know i lo- I like what you guys are saying on that though
2: the most important question when it comes to him is can he make you better right now I mean that's the only thing that they should be focused on. And I think that with his skill set, and unless there's something wrong that we don't, don't know about, and they certainly haven't told us if there is um, I think with what he brings to the table, it would be worth seeing because there's a lot of guys in that bottom six playing right now. And some do have to play to what what you're saying about veterans, but I'll go back to what I said before. If you're going to scratch Nick Bukestad and play Kyle Rau, you could scratch Nick Bukestad and play, Matthew Boldy and I don't think it's that big a deal. I mean Kyle Rao is a a little journeyman. That's what he is. So
5: I that surprises me. Do you think uh that will cuz the only thing is is he's young and I know he's he's a bigger guy but I don't think he has that that much weight on him as of now. Do you think the only reason they're playing uh Vikes is cuz we're kind of a smaller team and we need need that that bigger guy, but, uh, Rouse is smaller, isn't he? Yeah. Rouse is yeah, yeah. tiny. Rouse is as big as I am. Yeah, I don't know. That, going, that's going what made through. no sense. I don't know what's going through Dean's head on that one then, but thanks mm-hmm. y'all. It's uh, hey, Tyler. awesome watching you guys after every game. Appreciate you, man. Awesome. Thank you for supporting
3: yeah. us, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I, I can see Buke said sliding in. I can also, I can, I just, I see a situation where he can fit into this lineup. Um, I just, I don't really understand how he wouldn't. So, you could probably, if if anything, I would put Boldy in. I'm trying. I'm looking at the line chart that was submitted earlier this morning from uh, Sarah McClellan of the Star Tribune, and I would probably, I, I would put Sturm up with you know with Fiala. I put Benino on his left, and I would just put Benino, Bueckse,ed Parisi on the fourth line, and I think that'd be a fine fourth line. By the way, I think that would be that'd be great. <laughs>
2: They're not. I can tell you
3: right now, game. Space, they're not changing a thing. God, and to his point about um, about Dumba, yeah. I mean, you and I, I, I came on the show on Saturday after the game, and I, I think I'm just out. And with Kalen Addison, by the way, like all things considered, if you trade Matt Dumba, Kalen Addison just slides in and, and replaces Ka- and replaces Matt Dumba. That We're is, if, if de facto, yeah. Like it, it would be a it would be a plug and play yep. switch right then and there. Yeah. um and he'd be ready to play look he was a first round pick Bill Guerin knows him well that was a great trade for Minnesota they got a first round pick Minnesota they got first. they got Addison no Galchenyuk didn't necessarily work out here either but still like that was a he's, very very good trade
2: he's playing he's playing a lot in Toronto now yeah it's the damnedest thing he started the, the year with the uh Senators and they traded him to Toronto and he's now like playing all the time there and uh, I don't get that one. I still don't yeah. like him. I, I still was glad that, that I was glad that, that that was a brief stay here. But, yeah, um, yeah, the dumbest thing I'm still done with. I'm done. And, and, and I mean, I've been behind him for a long time. I, yeah. I, I love what he potentially brought. But, again, tonight, I mean, the pressure came down. And that was, I believe it was Brodeen who turned the puck over. So, the Wild was trying to break out. Should have. Brodeen, I think it was, lost the puck. And then that's how it ended up behind the net with Dumba, who was just frantically trying to clear it and accidentally sent the puck out of play over the glass. But I just can't take the mistakes at key moments. I just I can't do it. Like if you're going to win a Stanley Cup or make a playoff run, that can't be part of your DNA. And I mean, it seems like it's part of the of his fabric. Like there's always something and it just absolutely can kill you.
3: And there definitely is going to be maybe a moment still, and it could happen in game six um, where he's going to score a big-time playoff goal for you. That can still 100% happen, and I can see oh, it yeah. happening. And he has that ability. i still but, like to see but, him shoot more. i still like to yes. see him
2: shoot more, and I, and I would actually like to see him get the puck out of the zone himself. He's got enough speed to. Like on, on the play that he flipped the puck out, he saw the forecheck coming and sort of panicked. But, I mean, that's the type of thing where I'd like to see him attempt to at least cut up ice along the boards and get out of there. Like That's what they needed to do. In the second period, they needed to, because they've got the ability to do it, they needed to possess the puck and get the puck out and get the puck in, but it's almost like they stick to the principles of what they believe to be the best idea, and when they backfire, they have no like plan B for, oh my gosh, this isn't working now, what else can we do? And it was like Dean was shouting at him to try and tell him, but it, it clearly in that period didn't work.
3: Let's keep uh, rolling on here on Wild Vent Line. By the way, we're now almost at 1 a.m. here. we still got a a good amount of people in the room. A couple other invites are still being sent out. Um, This is Wild Vent Line. Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff. We're from Score North. We have Mackie and Judd. We have Purple Daily. Hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel if you can. We're also on Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. You can find Judd's written work. Judd has an EPA. He's uh, he's on a second one already. I'm on a uh, couple couple things at Tequila here. Can't get too crazy. I still got some post production work here, but you don't care about that. We're here about your uh, wild events. You don't you don't care about me as much. as I love to talk about myself. I won't. I they won't do anything. don't care. Don't, don't,
8: care. don't care.
3: Let's uh, let's bring on friend of the show, Cooper. Cooper, Cooper. what's up, man? Welcome to the show.
8: Thanks, guys. First of all, shout out to you two for going live at 1 a.m. on a Tuesday <laughs> morning. Appreciate all the work you put in. I
3: think if Judd wanted to, Judd Jud would sleep like four and a half hours a day if he could and just and just work the other 20. I think he really would. Maybe I'm speaking for him, but I think he would.
2: I, <laughs> like, my, I like my sleep, but there are times that you have to play a full day. See, that's the difference between me and the wild. I don't take the second <laughs> period off, Cooper.
4: <laughs>
8: You know, yeah, John, time for some positivity around here. Although that second period could be the worst period I'll watch in my entire life, the only statistic that matters right now is the score, all right? And it's it's a rare double win in Minnesota sports with the Twins coming all the way back for that division (laughs) soon and the Wild going on to win game six and seven. It's a good night. We got to savor this feeling because come Wednesday, it could come crashing down. And these double wins for Minnesota sports have become more rare than the blue moon. So how are you guys doing? Excited for game six? Oh,
2: most definitely. Yeah, man. I I just want to see a complete game again, like we saw in game two. I want to see a complete game. I want to see them, and they might lose, but that's fine if you lose giving your best shot for the entire game. Um, This series has confused me beyond belief because there have been periods where the wild does not look like they belong on the same ice, like they look awful. And there have been periods where they look damn good. I want, I will take what we got in the third period tonight for an entire game.
8: All right, yeah. And then I guess just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to leave you here. Aside from Cam, if you had to hand out a gold star to anyone else in that second period, oh. who would it be?
3: Oh. <laughs> um. Who dumps the? Who had the least amount of icings <laughs> against them? You know, I think
8: like oh my fair God. Point. Yeah.
3: I, I saw a statistic like five Golden Knights players in the second period alone outshot the entire Wild team. Like five of them <laughs> and, outshot the entire team. Yeah,
8: I was watching with some friends, and Alex Alex Tuck he's the most noticeable player on the ice, which is just hilarious. His name is said every five seconds by the announcers. He's oh, yeah. taking shots all day long. You love to see it. One <laughs> yeah.
2: shot. On goal, Cooper. <laughs> One shot on they goal. They got
8: the win, boys. They got the win. No,
2: you're right. And you know what? It's more fun. But I'm just saying. But it, it just it's frustrating because, like, there's more to give here. Right. There's more to give here, and I want to see it consistently. So. No, yeah, but, yes, I, I, I agree. Yes, they, did get, they did get the win, and the Twins, what, fell down by a run and came back and scored <laughs> seven or something like that. So they yeah. won big. Nine and so. a half
8: back. Here we come.
3: Are the twins back, Cooper? Are the twins back? Yes, they're coming they're all back. the way
8: back. Cooper, Cooper, all the
3: way
2: back. Sports dad is going to tell you right now stop. <laughs> Don't do this to yourself, Cooper. I was oh, your goodness. age once. I tried this. Don't do this to yourself. Temper the expectations so the disappointment won't be as great. There is no girl who will break your heart <laughs> like Minnesota sports. I
3: can, I can actually vouch for that as well. That is true. all right, boys. Very thanks, true. For Le- thanks, Cooper. For thanks for on. coming on, man. Awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's. Uh, they are no. I, I, I've, I've. I'm knocking on thirty. Unfortunately, I know I don't look like it. I know I look like I'm 70. I'm like, oh, that guy's drinking? What's your age? Cluck, cluck, cluck. Yeah, I'm 28. So, um, And, and, and if, if, you, if you want to clap back at me for drinking, let's, let's have a drink and let, let's talk about it. And yes, Benjamin, I will be cutting my hair this week. In fact, if we make it to a Game 7, there will be a fresh new do because I could be able to get cut on Thursday between days. So I, I purposely got a haircut because I knew the Wild would win Game 6 and force a Game 7. So I could be all sleepy gonna- on a Friday night. Ready for vent line for and the, the Game part, Seven win?
2: You're going to pay far too much for that haircut.
3: Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. But yes, no, I don't need to play. You get what you pay for. Get what you pay. I saw so many people complaining about their cable services tonight. They couldn't find CNBC or the what? Twins game was blocking. Um, Bally Sports North, so it was on Bally Sports North Plus. My Chromebook has been working great for the last two can, months. On. Get what you pay for, people. Are you serious? Yeah, I saw a lot of people. They were trying to figure okay. out where the Wild game was on.
2: If you have Xfinity. Eight sixty three is Fox or, or Valley Sports North. Nine sixty three is Valley Sports North Plus. It's that easy.
3: Yeah, I, I didn't know that. People, other people don't know that, and for whatever reason, I just, I just, okay. I, I plug and play. Okay, let me, I, let
2: me say something right now that's very important. If you don't know where Valley Sports Plus is, you need a better relationship with your remote and your cable. Yeah. Like see that's the thing is I've got a great my relationship with my cable, my remote is outstanding. We're very close. So I know where everything is because sure. that's important.
3: Sure. Don't
2: be caught off guard here. No, please. I, I had the, the, I the, I the Vegas stuff. feed
3: on. I think, and uh, by the way, the Vegas feed I think is my favorite television hey, feed. So quickly, in tell, the
2: world. tell me about the crazy thing between periods. Yeah,
3: Gary Lawless, who I believe, I think he does some writing for the Athletic. I'm not sure. He's, inf- he's
2: their information guy, but I think he works for the Golden Knights.
3: Yeah, he does work for the Golden Knights. He is there, in my opinion, the equivalent of Jim Pete. He is there. Jim, he tells it like it is. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. It is great, Gary. Law, yeah, Vegas Golden Knights insider, color on radio, digital columnist. He comes on during the second intermission. So I made it a mission. I, I tried to watch all the opposing intermission or opposing uh, broadcasts. Excuse me, uh, during the season because I have my ways of watching the game since I can't watch the game with cable and YouTube TV and streaming. So I watch them in other ways. I won't get into how I watch them in those ways. Yeah, I wouldn't know. That being said, yeah, Gary Lawless was asked about his relationship. Um, the play by play guy asked him about Dean Evison and Zach Priest's relationships and he cut him off immediately. He goes, Well, there is no relationship. That relationship is over. And but and, and this is someone too who's a who's a national guy who doesn't work for the team of the wild, that is, and is saying those things, and he's plugged in as it gets, man. Like this is someone who who understands it. And I just appreciate a television broadcast that literally isn't sugarcoating anything and isn't afraid to call them out. I watched games this regular season where when the Wild did outplay Vegas, because as we know, they dominated them in the regular season, where they came on and they said Vegas was embarrassing tonight and it was a complete joke and they needed to be better this, this, and that. If the Wild lose 8-0 on the local broadcast, it's, well, just forget about it. Oh, well, this person had a good game. It's remarkable to hear competent and just normal, unbiased opinions. And you can, by the way... Last thing on this before I continue to go on the soapbox. You can be a team employee and criticize. Watch a, watch a Timberwolves basketball game. You can be a team employee and criticize the team. That can exist. That absolutely can exist. And then me you. being the radio guy, I can, just, I can all-encompassing rip everyone. That's kind of what I like to do. So, sorry. That's what I wanted to do.
7: The Meadows at Mystic Lake has modified its golf policies to follow the COVID-19 public health recommendations and welcomes you to play this award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic golf experience. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is a full-service golfing destination, enhanced by nearby food and entertainment, including the Meadows Bar and Grill and Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. It's never too early to book a tee time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by Shakopee Midwakanton Sioux Community.
3: So I was impressed. All right. Keep going. We'll keep going. We'll keep going. Let's go to uh, Josh in Oregon. Josh is in Oregon, so he only gets, I think, opposing broadcast. Josh, what's going on, dude?
9: Uh, well, I, I watched the national stuff, but I, I had the uh, NHL TV, so I watched the, the local uh, homers okay. most of the week, most of the season. Anyways, um, I wanted to hop on here. I had a feeling in the wild would win this game. I texted a few buddies beforehand, and I said, look, they're going to win game five and lose game six, and uh, – you know, going into this this series, we thought, oh, this team's different, blah, blah, blah. It's got a real 2019 mm-hmm. Twins vibe, if you ask me. <laughs> um, and that that just went out the window in game three. You know, the this, this same old, same old wild. So why would we expect anything different? I go back to 2016, game six. They go down four rip. Almost come back, can't get it done. Next year, game five against St. Louis, I think they were down a similar amount, uh, you know, Furious rallies come back and lose in overtime. I'm expecting the same thing in uh, in Game Six, but I will say this: if they find a way to win game Six, they'll win the series because the pressure is going to mount on Vegas. They've yes. never closed that at home. They just blew a three-one series two years ago, and yep. uh, the Wilder you know on Game Seven. So uh, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm fully expecting a Game Six loss, though.
2: I think you're right, I, Josh. I, I think you. I think you nailed how this is going to go perfectly. But you're right. So, I, so the pressure should be shifting, right? Like the Golden Knights should start to feel the pressure now, and and they they were to their credit clearly uh, throwing everything but the kitchen sink at the Wild to try to to come back tonight and win that game. But I, I'm with you. I think the Wild. So I, I think the Wild should feel the pressure going to the Golden Knights for Game Six. But I think because it's going to be at the X, they'll actually have that pressure. That being said, you just hit it. If they win Game Six somehow, I think they go in and play the Golden Knights there again and beat them because the pressure will be on the Golden Knights and and the Wild plays really well there. Um, a lot of times they didn't in the second period tonight, but they do at times. So, I think your scenario is absolutely correct.
9: Well, here's what I would have liked to have seen and why that second period was especially disappointing. You know, Fleury has a pension. He'll play well, but he could have a blow-up game, right? And so if you had at least put a little more pressure on him, maybe got, I don't know, 25, 30 shots rather than 12, yes. I could see a repeat of what they did in 2003 when they came back against Vancouver, and it was like a 7-2 onslaught. You know, yes. and, then, and then and then Vegas is in even a worse position because what do they do in Game 7? Do they go to Leonard? They haven't played the entire series, or do they go to – to flurry. So I I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm not getting my hopes up, but uh, we'll see what happens.
2: What what disappointed me tonight in the second period, especially to your point about flurry was that he was, he had started to give up some rebounds. He looked for him shaky. And it's like, okay, then come out in the second period and and at least generate shots and rebounds and drive the net and continue to, to expose that. And they didn't come close. So that was frustrating to watch because I felt like he he was a little bit on the ropes after that first period. And instead of being able to sort of continue to go after him and and see if he did have what, as you referred to a blob game, they got one shot on goal. So disappointing to see that. Great stuff, man. Thank you very much, Josh. Thanks.
3: Appreciate it, Josh. Yeah. I, I think he has a good point. If they win Game 6, they're going to win this series. They're yeah. going to win the whole damn thing. I really do think so. Win the, win the series. Win the series. I, I said a whole damn thing as in maybe that means they could they could go and win the cup. They'll
2: They'll win the series. Yeah, if, if yeah. they get back to Vegas for Game 7, I think they win the series. Unfortunately for them, with how they're wired, I think they're going to feel a tremendous amount of pressure <laughs> in Game 6, which would be ideal for them not to.
3: Oh man, this just came in. Uh, Jets won triple overtime. The Oilers have been swept. Yeah, by the you... Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> so here's my
2: guess: I think Dave Tippett might get fired as coach.
3: Oh yeah, um, he's gone. This is a
2: this is a disaster um, for a lot of a lot of parties, including the league itself. The Jets are a really solid team, and I like the Jets. But Connor McDavid and Drysaddle are now gone, and Connor McDavid continuing to be gone if you're this league is a huge deal. Like this is he is the best player in the world. And to not have him pass the first round and to have him out after four games, um if you're if you're the league's PR wing, that ain't good Declan. But yeah, I think Tippett's gone. Um I'll be very curious to see what they do because the Edmonton Oilers have no excuses now. And they are unfortunately for them their secondary scoring is almost non-existent. Yep. It is. And I don't know what they're going to do. I, I don't know how they're going to change things. I wonder if your guy's going to be back then because I will say this. He's a good player, right? Nugent Hopkins, really good. Uh, but if he comes back, it's going to be very expensive, and you're going to be able to do less with the rest of your roster.
3: Yeah. Get him here. Get him here. I I, I told you on Saturday. If they got it's him, not, it's a good idea. It's a season ticket. I'll, I'll be, I could be a season ticket holder. I might get a season ticket holder, and if I can't get, get his jersey. If you but. bought a
2: wild season ticket, my guess is you'd be filing Chapter 11 a couple weeks after that.
3: I might be. I had a good year at Score North. You don't know. Yeah. And, and by, and by <laughs> next, i next six figures to get season tickets. <laughs> I can do a 10-game package, okay? I can do okay, a smaller okay. game well, you package. Said it's t- a smaller. Okay. You said season, season That's still t- season t- t- tickets. You can still do season tickets for a small package. I don't mean 40. I'm not going to 41 games. That is just psycho. I don't know what other people who don't, oh, do wait, all that.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is your man crush, and now you're bailing?
3: I might. If he's on the line with Fiala, I guess if Fi if, if, well, if, I don't know if my heart can take it. I don't even know if my heart can take watching those two on the ice. That might even be a whole thing, so... Hmm. Do All we have well, some more people in here? Yeah, we, we, we do. We do. Let's, uh, let's go to coming. Ezekiel. Ezekiel, what's up, man? You're welcome.
10: Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Good morning. And it yeah, good it morning. is a very good morning. I'm uh, going to do a little bit of a stick tap here for Cam Talbot. Absolutely deserves it. Uh, that the defense and forwards should be buying him breakfast, if at not least making it for him tomorrow morning. They should be babysitting for him and the wife. <laughs> because they deserve it. Yes, the, the Sherwood hockey stick. Oh, oh Sherwood, I love the Sherwood. Oh yeah, classic.
2: Yep. Yep. In,
3: in fact, keep, keep I'll, going. Give keep going.
10: I'll give you a I minute. I'll give you a minute. I
3: think he has one. <laughs> I have some for
10: you. Uh Declan, I do have a uh, Thomas Vanek here from the old core. <laughs>
3: Thank you. Very, no. you know what? I know he was a disappointment, and Judd's probably now running back to the screen. But very misunderstood tenure with Thomas Vanek here. Very all misunderstood. I, all I got
10: to do is tweet one all picture I, to uh, some people at the uh, fan or whatnot, and they go crazy. So that's right.
3: That's right. Yeah. No, I. I. Uh, I it was very misunderstood. He has a Tomic, Thomas Thomas Vanek jersey also on Judd. Oh, you do. Oh, Bannick, love it.
2: Love it. I mean, I don't love it, but I love it.
3: I don't um, like it either. <laughs> A nice
10: G- goalie Shirley. stick. There you go. Jill G- oh,
2: G- yeah. Malash, broken goalie stick. The Sean Stars goalie. Malache.
10: Very, very good. Old school, baby. Very, one of the better goaltenders in the league at that time, too. Absolutely.
2: He stole the North Stars more than their share <laughs> of games. Played in the uh he he and Oprey backstopped back stopped him in the eighty one Stanley Cup Finals loss against the Islanders, but it was a lot of fun. What's I on your mind, man?
10: Uh just Cam Talbot, uh Matthew Dumba pulled a game one by tossing the uh puck out of the ice onto the stands. Like at this point you gotta scratch him. You just you just got to. But Thank who are name. you gonna put in there?
2: They're not going to. He's not exactly.
10: And Matthew Boldy needs to be on this power play. The future, yes, I we will see it, but we need to see that
2: next game going forward. I believe. I'm with you, but we're not going to. I know. There's been no. In in fact, I believe. I believe the whole crew of uh, Black Aces did not travel. I think Boldy was not there. He's he's back here still. Just so, on. Yeah. Yeah. So th- they're not going to play. I mean, I- I'm convinced of that now they're just not going to, I don't know exactly what their reasons are. They won't explain them. Um, if they had never, you know what, if they had never scratched Bukestad and they had played Parisian place of Joe in game four, I-, I would be like, okay, I sort of get what they're thinking at least, but when I- I'll go-, go back to, when you play Rao and scratch Bukestad and then bring Bukestad back, I- I'm, thoroughly confused as to what the thought process is there. Unless there's something wrong with Baldy that they are not divulging.
10: And then one other note before I let you all go for the morning. I do have a doctor's appointment coming up here very soon. So, uh, you know what? I I can't even remember. It's been a very long night morning. It's been a long night. Uh, Oh, wait. The Wild Ultimate Tease, this year's version, is the ultimate tease Uh, they give you uh, they give you this brief flavor of what it could be this brief little look at what it could be and then we get the second period of tonight's game where cam talbot stands on his head right absolutely you guys have a very good morning stick taps all around very nice Ezekiel. thank you
3: very very much let's see here actually a little bit of semi-breaking news uh, the start time for Game Six between the Vegas Golden Knights and Minnesota Wild is set for eight p.m. Central Time.
2: Oh, okay. That's eight better.
3: p.m. Central Time on NBCSN and Sportsnet in Canada. Uh, so Game Six between the Knights and the Wild back here in St. Paul set for eight o'clock p.m. Central Time. On Wednesday, so probably 8, PR. eight ten to eight
2: fifteen, but that still beats eight thirty five. Yeah, to 8, can, can we just
3: also can we, can we just put what is the actual? Is there a three minute window? Like you know when, when like baseball says seven ten sometimes it's you know seven eleven or seven twelve or even like seven oh nine. Sure. Like what the hell? Can you not just say the, like the beauty of the NFL? If you say twelve p.m. kick, that ball is in the air at twelve oh one at the very mm-hmm. latest. You know.
2: I I think they try and delay the games a little bit if they possibly can for if there's an early game which often of course Declan goes into OT. Sure. I think they try and delay it like they don't delay it in perpetuity but they delay it for a bit. I think got it. that's why. Okay. It is annoying. Drop the puck. I'm with you totally.
3: A reasonable time for a Wednesday, not 9:30. The things I got to do today before even a puck drop, I took. A, I, I got there's to grocery shopping. A I watched starter. some watched some wrestling. I got a nap in. I got a car wash. I did even again, a Target pickup run. Again, the fans don't care. Yeah, no, they care.
2: They care. You're, you're running through your. day. Right. I, we'll I keep, keep going. On what you're
3: it's have. one. It's in the morning. We got four more guests left here on Wild Vent Line. Uh, let's go to Let's go to Jake in his North Stars jersey. Jake, what's up, buddy? How are you? Jake, great threads.
11: Little muted here. Not too much, boys. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Excellent. Doing well. A few things. There's one thing I want to talk about, but then there's other things that have come up that I just want to touch on. First of all, Judd, your take on Parisi's play, I think it was spot on. Um, his decline has been no fault of his own. He's he's going to bust his ass. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. It's his. Even at his prime, he was never the Patrick Kane, the Crosby, the Ovechkin. He, he he was a grinder. He just outworked everybody, and that's that's why he was good. And that's a young man's game. I think the injuries have have built up and it's just, he can't play that way anymore. Successfully. Yep. Um, other thing, Declan, you're looking to get some season tickets. My dad's got a, a package, lost a partner. He's I'm sure if you want to okay. buy some tickets off him. Okay. He's got a, two in the lower level, right behind the penalty box and four up in the club. Oh wow, on the, the
3: right. rail—that so that, so. that, that, that plays. I don't know. Yeah, my bank account might disagree, but if RnH <laughs> is coming over, I'm I'm all in. If RnH yeah. is here,
11: I'm all in. I'm all in. Join the up. club on the rail, right by the bathroom. I mean, in and out. Oh, I love that. Yep, exactly. love that. Yeah, love um, that. Um The other thing, the Boldy, the Boldy talk. I'd love to see him, but is he? From what I've read, he's not even practicing with the team. Is he?
3: Mm-hmm. He didn't even travel. Yeah, so you can't. How Vegas? you throw a guy into a game that he's they're, not even playing? They're with? They're not going to.
11: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not gonna going to happen. To. As well, I'd love to see it, but it's just not going to happen. I don't think. Um What was the other thing? Uh, so the main thing I was thinking was, I mean, every analyst I hear talk says um, the wild, they look slow through the neutral zone, they can't get anything going. I agree, but, but the one thing I'm noticing, and maybe I'm just seeing it from myself, but it seems like Vegas is clogging up the neutral zone with, pre-lockout hockey tactics clutching and grabbing slowing it down which is supposed to be illegal now and it i feel like it's just not getting called and if i mean the way with the wild play today especially in the third they did a little more clutching and grabbing and slowing the game down and and it didn't get called is that just what they have to do do they have to start playing that way and hope they don't get called for
2: it yes that's exactly what i would do because depth wise the golden knights are faster than your team is so yeah. yes, I I would do exactly that. I, I would clutch clutch and grab. I would try and and bump guys as much as possible, so it, yeah. it wouldn't be you know I I wouldn't be holding or hooking. Right. Um, but in the second period, that's what I thought that they would start to do. I mean, you've got to slow that down, and they did. Yeah. And and the problem is the problem is it snowballs itself, and so it was as if the Wild started to stand around and watch them, and yeah. that's where Talbot. Thank God he played for their sake so well, but yes, I would, I would employ more of a neutral zone tactic of trying to slow them. Um, because what you need to do is slow them down, get them to preferably in neutral, turn the puck over and then go and then go back at them. Cause I, if you, if you could find um, a chart of possession time, how much possession time do you think that the wild had tonight in the second period in the golden knight zone? Oh, it it's felt it five felt to like one.
11: Felt, yeah, it felt yeah.
2: like almost zero. Yeah, I mean, you've got to find a way to you've got to find a way to combat that. And and it was better in the third period, but I mean, you you could have give given up without great goaltending easily. What five goals in that period? And yeah, if you do, you're cooked. You're done. So,
11: I well, I don't yeah. think the Zamboni even cleaned off the Vegas side of the ice after the second period. I think they just did the the half, and that was it. But I I think what you're
2: saying is dead on. I I think. If Vegas starts to employ what they did in the second period in Game Six, you have to start to to find ways to slow them down, interfere with them. Hopefully, yeah. don't don't get called. But I think you're right. I think the officials, deep in their hearts, for playoffs, do not want to call that. Yeah. So I think you have more. I think you have more leeway unless you're doing something egregious. Egregious. Which right. I'm not suggesting.
11: Yeah. And even like I noticed it so many times today, the Wild would. Finally, get possession in their own zone. They try to break through, and even just to do a dump and chase, the guy that dumped it, he had the Vegas guy just again slowing him down, a little chip here and there, and now he's going to lose the battle on the boards, and Vegas gets the puck back, and Correct. they come right back the other way. And yep. it's just, it's like I said, that's that's pre lock, that's pre lockout hockey, which is supposed to be written out of the rules. But it's not getting called, mm-hmm. but if it's not getting called, then let's let's play that game. Then I mean,
4: exactly,
2: yeah, exactly. So. Great stuff, man. Thank you, Jake. Yep. Thanks for coming appreciate on, man.
3: It, yep. appreciate it. Yeah, I I mean I I do like that. I mean there was an obvious trip late in the third period that they just ignored. Yeah. You know, they just they they just ignored. They let them play, and that's where again, you know the refs aren't working against your favorite team, you buffoons. It the just, referees, the
2: Golden Knights had some complaints, and in fact I think the power plays were what two to nothing for the Golden Knights tonight. I think that they had yes the yes the Golden Knights went one for two in the power play. The Wild did not have a power play, but I actually felt that the Golden Knights probably had more complaints, mm-hmm. but you're right that nobody's working against anybody here. Like there's no conspiracy to get a game six. That's all a bunch of BS. Um, but I think Jake's, I, what we just talked about would be my default position in a period like the second, which is you've got to find a way to one, slow them down and to get the puck from them and turn it and, and transition the Wild literally in the second period had, Declan, no transition game.
3: Yep, zero. Yeah, the transition game has been brutal for them. It's been a really bad. I mean, bad you've got to have an option to have some type of way
2: to transition. And it can't be icing, especially now that, that if you do ice the puck, you have to keep the same players on the ice. Yep. Like it's not like a break and, and the you, you could change the three forwards and the two defensemen. They're stuck out there so you've got to find a way to transition that's not just trying to ice the puck to get guys off the ice
3: I hear you let's uh keep rolling here just a few more calls left here on wild vent line thank you for everyone for uh, hanging out with us we got over 400 people hanging out with us right now on our YouTube channel appreciate you guys hit that subscribe button if you can and uh help us out it helps us out a ton at score north let's go to uh, Ryan Ryan what's up man here Hey, wild guys. vent line how are you dude
7: I'm
12: good how are you guys great Very well man Hey, just to extend on uh, Judd's point with uh, the icings, not only do you have to keep the, the same line on, the, the offensive team gets to pick what side of the ice that the draw is on, so they're always going to put it on the strong side, so they're going to have an advantage there. Absolutely. Um, so Judd had made a, a, a bunch of points today about how, how Dumba's play has kind of been built into his DNA, and, and I'm wondering if... Um, a bit of that second period is kind of built into the wilds DNA. And I know there's been a lot of turnover with the players that they've never been a team that is, is has extended on these great starts and, and blown teams out. They've always kind of gotten leads and played defense and tried to hold those leads. And I, I wonder if some of that is, is still in this team's DNA that they, they try to play defense.
2: I think you're right. And I hate that. And I really like the changes, um, the, the fact that they brought in guys like Cole Benino. I like that. But, yes, I feel like what you just said is right. There is still some of this whole mentality. but But what I don't understand is how do you not – like, I get it, okay? Second period. Let's say you come out and play poorly, which they did. How do you not – turn that around until you go in for, for the third period. Like, how do you not have the ability from a coaching standpoint, from a player standpoint to be like, okay, this isn't good. We need to adjust some things here. Um, I'm not saying wholesale changes. I am saying it's been really bizarre to me that in the second, and third period in game three, pretty much the entire game in game four. And then the second period tonight in game five, they look like a different team at times. Yeah, and I don't I guess that it just confuses me because they belong on the same ice with the Golden Knights when they're playing like they did, especially in the first period, but also the third period in the second period. And, and here at the X, which is really weird, there were times where they looked like they were. Should, should have been done to four games, and I I don't get that. Right. I don't get that, and I and I don't get if that's more mentality that has to change eventually here. That Garin's going to have to, you know, continue to turn things over when a guy like Zach is gone, and potentially down the road Suter is gone. But yeah, it is really a confounding thing to watch them um, have the ebbs and flows and highs and lows that they have. Because I like them, I like where they're going, and I guess it's why I personally think that if you brought bolding in and he improved the team and brought some speed, I know they're not going to play him, but I just don't see the downside to at least experimenting with that.
12: Right, and it's especially frustrating as as a Wild fan to see a bunch of other teams in the playoffs bring up guys. I mean, Spencer Knight had 36 saves tonight for today for Florida to beat Tampa and Montreal in a tied series, brought in uh, Caulfield. And Mm -hmm. I mean, even even bringing in Addison, he doesn't have a ton of playoff experience. It's—I was talking with a friend tonight that it's—it's it's frustrating as you brought up continuously tonight that putting in Rao just made no sense. That why you wouldn't play a person like Boldy. And I haven't seen the the minute breakdown, but Boldy. Boldy's had so much experience, be it in NCAA or in world juniors, that he's played in, in this playoff type atmosphere. And I know the NHL playoffs is just that next step up. Right. And he's just he's continued to succeed everywhere he's been. And it's it's not like you need to bring Boldy in to come in and play 18 minutes. You can bring him in and and if it's not going well early, play him the eight minutes that you played Kyle Rao. But if it's going good, right. you can just continue to give them more minutes. And I I think that Fiala and Kaprizov can only benefit by having more skill around them. And I mean, the Kaprizov goal tonight was a a perfect example that when Zuccarello puts pressure on somebody and opens up Kaprizov, he can finish. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's been so much of their problem with the Kaprizov line with Zuccarello is Zuccarello has, become so passive in moments in this series that he gets the puck and he's looking to pass it back to Kaprizov. And then Kaprizov gets it it and he's got two men on him. Like I have to pass it
2: too. And what drove me crazy was in game four, when, when Kaprizov picked off a pass in the slot from a golden Knights player and Kaprizov was on his right wing along the boards and, and Kaprizov picks off the pass and there's a guy coming at him, but he's in the slot with the puck, right? Mm-hmm. And he passes it to Zuccarello, who shoots from the boards. Uh, what are you doing? Like, right. you're Kirill Kaprizov. Um Find a way to get that shot off. And, like, if it gets saved, it gets saved. I don't care. But, like, you just made a pass that was a low percentage pass, and Matt's got a shot off, and it was nice, but it was from the boards. So, that's where I need these guys to, like, get what they are supposed to do, but what you said is to me the most important thing, which is you need twenty-two and ninety-seven need a center that can make plays for them, not who right. is defensively responsible. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, Victor Esk made some plays in the defensive zone. Well, he can do that in the fourth line, right? I need guys that can set those guys up because the problem too is if you're the Golden Knights, for the most part, you've known going into the series that if you focus on Kaprizov on that line you know, Hartman or Rask isn't good enough to play with those guys. And for the most part, Mats is going to pass. Mm-hmm. So like the predictability of that line outside of Kaprizov was huge. That's yes. a really bad place to start. Like if I can, if, if I know what you're going to do my life, pretty simple. If yes. I don't know what you're going to do now, Kaprizov becomes a real pain because there's different alternatives. So, Right. Good
12: point. Uh, one quick final point. Um, with um, how well Addison played today, do you think they would ever think about putting Addison with Brodeen and then moving Dumba to Cole? I mean, I know that that's Spurgeon and.
2: No, um, I love that. I, I, I've not thought of that. I love that idea. No, I think there's zero chance.
12: Because they like the consistency. Yes. They, they've had a tendency yes. to stick with consistency. What,
2: what's Dean what's done, um, unless absolutely up against it? Right. What, what's Dean deemed, what's deemed done? Like, I love what you're saying. I think it's a great idea, potentially, but they're, yeah, they seem to be in love with the consistency. And there's, there's I don't think they've done one thing in this series that surprised me. Right right so yeah great stuff man awesome. thank you very much yes absolutely right. thanks, thanks guys. have a great night
3: nice, appreciate you we'll uh we'll roll through a couple more calls here as we uh, okay. wrap up on Wild but are it's, it's only one thirty in the morning and i just finished i mean i could pour a little bit more but i probably should we got to be in the studio i have to be in the studio you're, you're in the I don't studio know, tomorrow. i don't
2: know i'm coming in tomorrow yeah i don't know i'm coming in tomorrow mm-hmm. i'm
3: not I, i'm not work right here from the home office yeah tomorrow. good for you yeah no i won't I'll be in the work. I'll, I'll be in my studio. Yep. I'll be in the studio in nine but hours, you know what? eight hours. I'm, I'm cutting myself off at 2.8. Good for you. Good for you. I'm proud of you for uh, making that adjustment. Proud of you for making that adjustment. Let's uh, Thanks. let let's I'm go to me. Nick. Nick, what's up, dude? You're on Wild Vent Line.
1: Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, good. man. How are you? Pretty good. I uh, just wanted to start it off. You know, Carell played well. Greenway played really well. Made himself noticeable. First time since, like, game one. Mm-hmm. Maybe two. Uh, Foligno, always Consistency, uh, obviously Talbot. Can't say enough about him. Uh, prop to Parisi, veteran goal, but just he doesn't belong in this thing. Uh, yeah. Second, second thing, uh, it's that stolen goal. It just seemed like Spurgeon was just flat caught flat footed. I don't know if you guys saw that.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Definitely. Bro, Brodine was awful today. He made a couple mistakes, especially that penalty that led to the power play goal.
2: That's a weird one. Like, he's ordinarily so steady. And I I feel like the past, I don't know, few weeks, and certainly through this series, we've talked about what you just said. Like, think about during the course of the season, how many bad plays has he made? Like there's very few, and he's ordinarily mm-hmm. just so steady. And I do think that's part of the problem with Dumba is when Brodeen struggles at all, Dumba doesn't have the the ability to sort of pick him up, right? Like because mm-hmm. because it's it's Brodine is the steady one, and Dumba's the guy that can rush the puck a little bit and certainly shoot. Um, but yeah, I was surprised again, and and it feels like it feels like for how ordinarily steady and great Brodeen is, and he, he's not a player that you. Notice a ton, but he makes a ton of plays. That he has scuffled and struggled a bit more than usual, which is really surprising because I've always perceived his heart rate to be really flat. Like, like yeah, he doesn't exactly. get excited, he doesn't get flustered, and it feels like he's gotten flustered a little bit.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what just think with the defense, especially. It seems like it's just at least the top three, for Dean, uh Suter and Spurgeon, they're usually just so steady that when they make a mistake, it's just unnoticeable. And it mm-hmm. seems like they've mm-hmm. made a lot more in this series, the last few games, especially. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And then, yeah, go ahead. That, that, go ahead. That, uh, what that other guy or previous caller was saying, I was going to say, add us into the second for Dumba. Obviously, it won't happen. But at, if we did, maybe even it would give Dumba a spark, like mm-hmm. something under him.
3: For himself, I like the thought. I like the thought too, man. I really do. It's an
2: intriguing thought and and I wonder if it wouldn't also give Brodeen a little bit of a spark. yeah, like if you took Dumbo away from Brodeen, I think Brodeen would get the hint as well. um, that's an interesting that's a really I agree. I don't think they'll do it. Mm-hmm. I sort of like the idea though. it would surprise me and again. I don't think the Wilds done a thing in this series that surprised me. I'd like to see something where, you know what? Well, no, I shouldn't say that. The Rao move shocked me. I didn't like it. I'm talking about a pleasant surprise.
1: Yeah, and that would, I think, like with Boldy, it's just getting the young guys the experience, too. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, as for the second period, I think the Gophers could have played better.
2: <laughs> well, Lotzko would have gone nuts. Are you yeah. kidding Bob would have melted down on him. Yeah, in the locker room, Bob would have called a bleeping timeout halfway
1: through that period
3: and reamed him. Heard that. Heard that. And then
1: last point: even with the how well the Wild have played at home all year, uh, am I wrong to feel that worse about our chances in Game Six and a potential Game Seven? I don't know if that's my oh. twenty four years of uh Minnesota fandom coming into play there, but No, I
3: think that's a good point, man, because I agree with you. I, I kind of agree too. Like if if they if they force game seven, I love their chances. And Vegas just hasn't been able to close out series before. And now that we're riding this little high that they were even though they they basically squeaked by, right? They squeaked by with a win. Um yeah, it, it you can't play like this and win again. Like, basically, the, you can't replicate that same success and win again. There, there's zero chance it happens. And I shouldn't say zero, but a very close chance is zero chance it happens. So, yeah, I feel I know it's easy to say, yeah, game six is a must win because they have to win it. But, yeah, I, I, I like their chances more in a game seven than it is going in to Wednesday's game.
1: Yeah. All right. I Thank agree you, nice. guys. Thanks, hey, Nick. Thanks then. for Soon coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah,
3: it, it, that's that is a hilarious point to look at. I, and look, you could—I know everyone's probably trying to say, "Look, well, yo, they're down and they're through their backs against the wall." But if if they force Game Seven, I truly think it's over. I I truly think they'll they'll go to Vegas and they'll win.
2: I, I think the problem is they are going to. I think if they got to a Game Seven, they wouldn't feel the pressure, and the Golden Knights would for sure. Uh, I think the problem is that they they should now. I, I mean, they stole a game here like they just stole a game Talbot was fantastic Um, I think they should come back feeling at ease I think they'll feel pressure
4: Mm -hmm.
2: and and there's something about playing here now which is weird because uh, and you know during the course of the season they played great here now part of that was before zero fans so it's not like it it was a home ice advantage with a lot of screaming fans but yeah if they can somehow steal game six here I'm with you I think they'll win Game 7. I am very dubious about the fact that they will steal Game 6.
3: Yeah. It's going to be interesting, man. And, you, and,
2: and to be clear, too, you can't expect Talbot to do yep. uh, on Wednesday what he did tonight. I agree. Like, I mean, that's a huge ask. That is an enormous ask. So at some point in time here, it's incumbent on you to play a complete game, which they haven't done probably since Game 2, and, and also to find ways – um, to generate offense and goals and it, it i hate, it was a it's fun they won i'm glad there's a game six my personal dilemma here is i don't know how to feel about it
3: right i hear you Let's uh let us wrap it up here, Joe. We got one more caller here. You may as well wrap it up with a loyal uh, listener, and a loyal supporter. I know you would. Um, and yeah, especially if you're working from home, you can just be working from your bed. I I can't do that. I, I have not to make sure this. Sh- bed. I'm in the home office. I, right I, now. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, you got a sleeping bag. You and Stella will cuddle up. I'm sure you'll be great. will be The fine. bedroom's right over there. So well, that's nice. Good for they, you. Right over there. Nice little walk. Mine's through that door. I don't need to show anyone that. Let's uh let us wrap with Alex. Mm-hmm. Alex in Texas. Oh, that's our guy. Alex. Our buddy. Hey, guys. Wrap us up yeah. here, man. Welcome I work, to Wild Event what up?
7: I work. I work from home, too, so I don't really have to go anywhere. You know? Very um, nice. I think Duba's playing himself into a Seattle Kraken jersey.
3: Who is that? Dumba? Dumba, Dumba. Yeah.
7: I think um, he's playing himself into a Seattle Kraken jersey right now.
3: He's
2: either doing that or they're going to find a way trade to him. trade him before then. But, yeah, I I don't think he's back now.
4: Yeah.
7: Because I, I always wanted to right, like, protect him because I, I, I've always liked him, but. I agree. I, he's totally I, with you. He, yeah, he's showing what he is. I you think he's gonna get better if he just doesn't. Um it's also nice to have a goaltender to, to you can if the team's not failing to save you. We even had that in, in Minnesota in I don't know how long. Um, probably since Rolo. Um which is mm-hmm. saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Um I missed mm-hmm. the first period I was out doing family things and from what I hear it was a great period. What I don't understand is the wild know how to beat the knights. They are the Knights' Kryptonite, so I don't understand why they just took Game Three and Four off. Yeah, they, literally, they literally took the last two games off,
2: or the second period tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, I have I, no idea. It, it,
7: yeah, and it was nice to see Parisi get a goal, but they've got a they've got to upgrade. They, and it's and I was thinking, Garen, is Chuck. Fletcher, Chuck Fletcher did give us Caprice off, so I'm happy for that, mm-hmm. but. I just wonder how the expansion draft would have went if Guerin was a GM as opposed to Fletcher. Like, would we still have would Tuck still be on the Wild? Or my know? guess is yes.
2: I, yeah. I I think Bill Guerin would have looked. I, I mean, Bill Guerin was a guy who was a captain of teams, played forward. Uh, I think he would have looked at Tuck and seen the ability there. The problem is, if, if um if you go back to that time, was that the Wild was in love with Charlie Coyle still? And so they thought Charlie I, Coyle was I'd going never, to be that, that guy. And he had, well, and he doesn't yeah. have the – I, I mean, he doesn't – one, he doesn't have the talent. And he's not a bad player, right. but he doesn't have the talent that Tuck does. But he certainly doesn't have the big man mentality that Tuck does. Like, right. Tuck is what – there are elements of Tuck's game that I would sit Greenway down this summer and say, we, watch this. This is what you can be at least partially – uh but Co- yeah. So they were still they thought Coyle in fact to Dex's point, they might have protected, they might have made that trade. Uh so they got they got the Golden Knights to take Hala, and then they traded them Tuck. That might have been partially based on Coyle as well, to protect Coyle. Yeah, because like, I, I think if you had exposed Coyle, the Golden Knights take him. And I'm gonna tell you right now, think about if you had Alex Tuck on your roster. And Charlie Coyle was a Golden Knight, or or had been traded. Um, you would take that trade off, in and- oh
7: yeah, they would have given up on Carl on Coyle. They seem to. Yeah. Unfortunately, even though we talked about it last time I was on here how, how how much of a joke I think it is that Vegas is good, you still can't take away the fact that even though yes they're better than what they should be because they're an expansion team, but they are a very well run organization. Mm-hmm. So I think even I Thank- think they're going to be good for a long time, which you know. Which, which we can't say about the wild cause you know, the, the Minnesota wild are the typical pull the seat from underneath you. When, when you think they're going to do something good? Like they won game one. All right. They know how to beat the Knights. It's going to happen. Game two. Okay. Game two was crazy situation. Game three and four. It's like, okay, they're done. And then like going into tonight's game, I went out with my family because you know what? They're probably not going to play very well. They're probably not going to win this game as much as I love the wild. And then I come home and they're up three, three, nothing. It was three, one when I came home. It's like, and then I'm looking at the shots, it's like thirty shots to like seven. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, obviously, uh, Mark Andre's not playing well if we only got three goals on eight shots. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I'm then I'm watching him step back. I'm like, it is it's so it's so right. It's like we get that big lead and in the while just okay, we're gonna bet we're gonna fall back and play defense. When was the last time the Penguins got a three oh lead? Or hmm. the Capitals with Ovechkin got a 3-0 lead and said, "Okay, we're just going to sit back." No, they attack, they attack, they attack, they attack. You know I what, don't though? know why. I don't know it, why we just sit back.
2: You know what? In in the second period, I don't think they even sat back on purpose though. I think they got the game got taken to them so badly they didn't have an answer, didn't know what to do, and basically started watching. So, like, it wasn't even like a – at least personally, I didn't think it was – I didn't even see prevent defense. I just saw a team that was literally running around like their hair was on fire and their goaltender saved their ass. That's what I saw. Um, Because I know what you're talking about, but that would have meant that you were trying to trap them in the neutral zone, right, and slow them down. They didn't even do that. The third period was more indicative of trying to hold the lead. The second period was like there was no plan. It was bizarre. I, I mean, I'm with you. Yeah. I just can't figure which it is
7: out. At worst, at worst comes to worst, just keep attacking. I mean, you have a 3-0 lead. Yes. You know. And, then, and you then get the golden
2: on the ropes, to your yeah. point. Yeah. For the first time yeah. in the series, the flower was on the ropes. He's giving up rebounds. He's not looking great. Um, Now that's the time to keep coming at them. And instead, you just got – I'm sorry, the Golden Knights are not that much better than you are. Like, oh, no. they're better, but they're not that much they better. That's a ridiculous they are, But not the yeah. Knights. Oh, yeah. 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 Let's not talk about oh, the ads. Yeah, and then
7: the thing about the Winnipeg and Edmonton series, real quick Winnipeg is probably the last Canadian team that the NHL wants to do well. Yes. I, I, I agree. I mean, yes. Compared to Edmonton, Calgary, uh, Toronto, I mean, maybe, maybe Ottawa, but.
2: Well, the two teams, the two teams from the North Division that they can't, they did not, and really, I'm sure felt they couldn't afford to lose in the first round were the Oilers and Maple Leafs. Yeah. And Toronto beat Montreal tonight, so they, they took a two to one lead, and they should win that series. And Toronto's the most important team, yeah. uh, but Connor McDavid is the second most important team. Yeah, and I don't yeah. mean the, the entire Edmonton club; I mean Connor McDavid.
7: And hopefully, career. Uh... You know Capri Sun, as the night people like to call him, <laughs> is going to be it's going to be that one day. So you know, absolutely. Thanks, I'm glad, Alex. I'm glad you got a golden night. Like I said, it's been a pleasure as always, guys, and look forward to talking to y'all again.
3: Alex, thanks, man. Our thanks for Coming on. Thank you very much. Wow, wow! It is almost two in the morning. We've had. But a dozen or so wild fans come it's on? a dozen. A very you good know, one. People like to call Score North clickbait, and you guys don't know anything, and you check your oh, ratings Oh, they don't late say late. we don't
2: know anything. No. They do say that about the ratings, and mm-hmm. we are, and they do okay. consider us to be clickbait because I think there's not a real understanding of what clickbait is. Yeah. But no. this was fun for all the people who uh, tuned in, who participated. We appreciate you. You're part of the Score North family. You get us, and that's all that's important. Just remember, all that's important, Declan Goff, is that the family, the family, the family understands us. Just the family. I mean, if you don't like us, that's okay dude. That's cool. But uh, and there's you know what? The good thing about this town, if you want an option that's more protein, it ain't hard to find it. So um that's all I got.
3: Yeah. I'll be your King, Tom I'll be King your Tom Spishy Hagen here. This, I'm I'm the the Tom Hagen. If you're going to go with the family and the Godfather, I would like to be the concierge. I would, I would like to be the Tom Hagen. Just remember, if you don't like
2: us, you can like somebody else. Um, But yeah, so we'll be back uh, post game. We'll, we'll we'll do a preview.
3: We'll do a preview episode on Wednesday
2: and then we'll back post game.
3: And we will also break this down tomorrow on the Mackey and Judd podcast as well, which you can find right here on our YouTube channel and on Apple's Spotify score North Hit the subscribe button um, if you haven't already. We've got a good amount of people here. It's almost to it. Seriously, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. All, even, even my Turbo Snark aside,
4: you know, awesome...
3: You- awesome crowd here that we still have it's almost two in the morning and i and judd cracked open one last epa good luck. no Lord. no it's oh, the same uh, just this just just the two i stopped at okay. two i'm not what going to say. i have a, i i won't reach for it I, I i i had it i didn't want to grab it but i had the bottle of tequila that i was gonna do a, a little extra of my casamigos here george clooney's tequila by the way
11: don't tell Dawn. Don't tell Dawn. She's a big Clooney
3: fan. You'll wake up Dawn. You tell her that right now just from her favorite sports son, uh, Declan Goff, that, that Casa Migos tequila. All right. That's it. This has been Judd's Hockey Show. It's been Ventline. Thank you, everyone, for joining us and supporting. Hit the subscribe button, Apple, Spotify, scorenorts.com, and Pass Shoot Score.
0: Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet